0: So you're driving down the road and you want to change lanes. You're in the right lane, you want to change the left lane. You just look in the mirror, look over your shoulder and maybe check your mirror there and you think, yeah, I got a pretty good shot and you just change lanes. If you're in the left lane though and you want to get one lane over, you got to check the mirror here, you got to check the mirror there and you look over back that way and you go, ah man, I got this kind of blind spot back there and it's... So you kind of ease over and look and make sure there's no one in your blind spot, right? And so you ease over very, very uh, slowly, but you finally get there and you think, oh, I made it. All right. But you got a blind spot there, but you made it and you operate anyway. I think if you look in the corporate world, there are a lot of examples of blind spots. A couple come to mind, you know, when uh, Detroit was uh, making automobiles, they never realized that uh, Japan would possibly eat their lunch with Japanese automobiles, but they did. And it took them a long time to recover. IBM, I suspect, uh, didn't realize that a young company back in the 80s called Microsoft would one day eat their lunch when it came to software. And I think we all have blind spots, personal blind spots, blind spots in business. And that's what I'm going to talk about on uh, this episode of Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Hey, this is Tim Patterson, and this is Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. As I mentioned out in the car, I'm back in the studio now and of course you can find most of everything I do at trade show it's a site that changes weekly it's got new stuff on it new content but it's got links to everything I do trade show guy exhibits trade show guy blog the two books I've written uh, the newsletter everything is right there you can get a hold of me through there so go to tradeshowguy.net you know you talk about blind spots and I think we all have them 25 or so years ago I was out of one relationship and got a chance to possibly get into another one and I was curious okay uh, is this a good one? I was looking very carefully to see if I was missing anything. And we eventually got into a relationship and, and shortly after we became pretty committed to each other, she kept pointing out all the things that were wrong with me. And so <laughs> I thought, well, this is not how I figured this was going to work out. And her way of coping with stuff that she thought she had a uh, issue she had was to go to a counselor. She finally convinced me I should go see a counselor. And after about the third session, the guy looks at me and says, why are you here? Seriously, you're the most normal guy I've ever had in here. And so what that told me was maybe maybe she had more blind spots than I did. But I think, you know, in, realistically, we all have blind spots and we all got to learn to deal with them, you know. Uh, so what is a blind spot? Is it a lie? We tell ourselves, you know, there's been pretty significant research done on the topic of self-deception and the idea that people will believe what they want to believe in spite of overwhelming evidence. We have blind spots. It's often kind of a tribal thing. Uh, you see that especially in politics. Lots of people live in their bubble and only read the news and information that reinforces their already strongly held beliefs, regardless of how true it is or not. I think that's very uh, a good observation of what is going on in politics, which is, in a way, that makes it kind of a blind spot. Have you heard of groupthink? It's where an entire group of well-intentioned people make irrational decisions or decisions that are not the best that they could be. Why? Well, because there's a big hesitation to act outside the bounds of conformity. In uh, many, probably most, uh, groups, people are not encouraged to state opinions that are outside the bounds of the consensus. It's often been pointed out that the war in Vietnam or the invasion of Iraq were often used as g- examples of groupthink. There may have been people that thought differently, but they were afraid to speak up. People are often more interested in harmony than they are in doing the right thing. You know, I mentioned politics, so no matter what you believe, if you're in a group such as a family or a church group or a work group that generally has beliefs that are different from yours, chances are you won't say anything negative. People don't want to be ostracized from the group, although eventually they may decide it's time for them to leave. That's a personal choice. Uh, So doing a little research, I came across some ways to recognize blind spots and deal with them. Uh, Got first an article, I want to share bits and pieces of it, from uh, a website called Ivy Exec. Uh, number one, self-reflection. Take a little time out. Take just a moment to uh, you know get by yourself during which you won't be interrupted. Think back to a situation that didn't go for well so well for you. Uh, it needn't have been a disaster, just a moment where you knew you were not at your personal best and observe that experience. So what thoughts did you have during that moment? What feelings did you have? Feedback. Ask others around you. When are you at your best? And when are you at your best? What do you do? How do you behave? Uh, conversely, how do you, uh, behave when you're not at your best and what do they see in you? Uh, also training, a likely outcome from finding a blind spot in the shape of a skill gap and deciding to address it. So this is more of a business thing. You have a blind spot, a skill that you think you have, but you don't. Uh, number, uh, four, I think the downside of your strengths, the risk is to fall into the trap using a particular strength for all sorts of situations including those for which it is irrelevant. There's also the risk that the behavior which uses the strength starts to feel kind of clunky, less fluid, that usually manifests itself via an energy drain. This is from an article by Alexandra Slater, and I'll put a link in there. There's uh, another one, an article from uh, Marissa Levin looking at research into leadership blind spots. Found this kind of interesting. Uh, Extensive research points to dozens of leadership blind spots. There's uh, 10, which are Kind of like they're the most frequently. So if you're a leader, a manager, you might look at this and say, ah, am I doing these? Number one, going it alone. You're afraid to ask for help. Number two, being insensitive of your behavior on others. You're unaware of how you show up in the workplace. Uh, Number three, having an I know attitude. So you value being right above everything else. That's a, a big issue for a lot of people. Number four, avoiding the difficult conversations, conflict avoidance. Number five, blaming others or circumstances, playing the victim, uh, refusing responsibility. Number six, treating commitments casually. So in this situation, you're not honoring the other person's time or energy or resources. Uh, Number seven, conspiring against others. Uh, You're driven by a personal agenda rather than what's best for the organization you're leading. Number eight, withholding emotional commitment. And this can often be seen as emotional blackmail. Number nine, not taking a stand, lack of commitment to a position. And number 10, you're tolerating just good enough. You know, we're, we're good enough, uh, which means you're tolerating low standards for performance. Uh, no matter what's your blind spot, uh, keep in mind that everyone has at least a few. And if you can figure them out, <laughs> then they're not a blind spot anymore, really. Or if you're aware of them, you think, oh, you know what? I really do need to look over my shoulder before I get in the next line, Uh This week's trade show tip tip for attendees if you're not exhibiting uh, but you will be attending, here are some tips thanks to Sestra Systems. It's a a blog post they had. Uh, Set a goal and a strategy before you attend any event, know why you are doing that. Now, you probably know the answer, but clarify it. Uh, Number two, balance your time. There are really only three ways to spend time at a trade show. You're looking for vendors on your list, you're attending seminars and info sessions, then you're wandering about to see what you discover. Uh, You're also perhaps uh, setting up meetings. You should do this ahead of time. If you already know exactly who you'd like to talk to, it's a good idea to set up one-on-one meetings with them. You know, trade shows are loud, full of distractions, but if you have something on the calendar and you know they are on the calendar, then you can have that meeting. Also save some time, save some room for existing connections. A lot of people attend trade shows looking for something new, but uh, you know, make room for making Uh, or or keeping those existing connections. That's in fact, a lot of uh, uh, clients we work with, the trade show guy exhibits are doing exactly that. They're going to trade shows to launch new products, but they also want to meet with their current suppliers or current vendors or current uh, distributors to make sure that they're keeping those connections strong. Uh, Next, be social. You're likely there for business purposes, but face-to-face is what trade shows are all about. And that's what social is all about. So be social. And uh, the last thing, of course, enjoy yourself. Uh, May seem a little silly, but don't forget to have fun. Uh, You know, treat it like kind of a work vacation. You're traveling to another city you've uh, not been to or not been to for a long time. And you've got a little spare time. So, you know, go out to a restaurant, get together with a friend if you can. So enjoy yourself. All right? All right. Uh, Before we get to the one good thing, you know what? I'm just going to make Scruffy my one good thing this week. This is our rescue dog. We got him two and a half years ago. It's been two and a half years, Scruffy. Yeah. He's a good boy. He, he, he's uh, he's about seven, seven and a half years old. And um, <laughs> you're in the right place at the right time. He doesn't like strangers like guys in uniforms, like mailmen, FedEx people. He barks like crazy at them. But once you get to know him, he's really a sweetheart. Let's make Scruffy our one good thing. We haven't done that yet. All right. So that's uh, wrapping it up for this week's Trade Show Guy, Monday Morning Coffee. Uh, I think Thanksgiving is not this week, but next week, and I'm sure of, unsure of the schedule for what we'll do for the, uh, the podcast during the next two or three weeks. Same as Christmas, but we'll just wing it and see what happens. Have yourself a great week.